Hello everybody and welcome back to Her Fierce Mind podcast. I am Alicia and today is going to be the third episode and we are going to be talking about anxiety and the different strategies that you might be able to implement um, in order to help you through any of those experiences or feelings that you, you might be having at the moment um, amongst the craziness of just the world at the moment. Um, I always like to start off with a little bit of a disclaimer and that's just that I'm definitely not a psychologist and uh, sorry or a counsellor. As much as I'd probably you know love to be one one day that's not the role that I am in so I'm not trying to diagnose anything and certainly not trying to treat. Um, This is just my way of reaching out a hand to those of you who just might need it at the moment and you know feel supported through what you're experiencing and if you're someone who isn't at the moment or hasn't experienced anxiety on a somewhat mild to severe degree um, the different characteristics to just be aware of and the strategies that you might be able to encourage or um, participate with you know a friend or a loved one in order to help them out so the strategies that I'll be sharing today are ones that one are somewhat evidence-based and two also just resonated with me so I'm I'm I don't even know if I've actually mentioned it in the previous podcast but I'm a good balance of the two I think I'm evidence-based so I like to have my evidence and research behind me but also very intuitive so the ones that I'll chat about today are ones that popped up at me um so I felt that they were the right ones to share with you on here today um I'll also be sharing a little bit about my past experiences with anxiety which I don't even think I want to hey I've actually had to restart and re-record this beginning bit because I have just oh every time I try to talk about it I'm like no the mouth just stops working we don't want to talk about it but you know what that's kind of the whole point um overcoming those experiences and that those feelings of anxiety often come with a very very large sense of vulnerability Um, in terms of not trying to force or take away that experience from yourself and then also just having to face, you know, uh, the fears or those, those triggers to your anxiety. Um, but we'll also go through the different, um, well, a very loose definition to what anxiety can be. I say that because, um, it doesn't really fit within limits if you know what I mean it's very it's very broad so we'll have a little bit of that um, a bit of a background info into what it is physiologically and then we'll also go through somewhat common characteristics and then of course the the strategies that you might be able to implement into your lifestyle or your routines that can just help you have healthy uh, mechanisms or strategies in place to make sure that you uh, are managing it or um, preventing maybe a a flare-up is what I like to call it, but like a flare-up of um, those really severe feelings. Um, So I have had my uh, fair share of 
experiences with anxiety. Um, certainly not as much anymore. Um, but I do feel the need to, not the need, but I do want to share some of my stories just so that I'm coming to you at eye level. Um, that these are ones that have worked for me um, and different things work for different people. So each one that we do go through today, I encourage you to uh, write them down and have a little go at each one and see what ones fit well with you and just have them there, you know, like an emergency go-to because, you know, at different times and at different stages, um, different strategies will work better for you and your body will respond to better so my experiences of anxiety are much (laughs) much better now but a few years ago was probably when it was it was at its worst and when I was much younger at about four uh I think it was 14 that's the number that's in my head but I'm not 100% sure Um, that was when it kind of started to really shed its light, um, in terms of my, my thought processes and my, my mental state. But a few years ago, I'm, I'm, I think it would have been about three or four years ago was when it was at its worst and its worst was basically, I was having a a panic attack every single day. And when I first had, when I had my very first um, panic attack, I could actually feel it coming. So I knew that it was, I was like, oh, (laughs) she's brewing, something's coming. And I just thought it was like, obviously a big cry. And I guess that's where it started. But then of course I I had the experiences of um, like the suffocation. I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was going, like the feeling was as if I was about to die. Like I was not going to come out of this. Um, and then gradually I did, but then you're like exhausted after, like no one tells you how bloody exhausting a panic attack is. Holy moly. Um, and then over time they started to just happen a little bit more frequently, but I still had that feeling of, okay, I can feel her coming. Um, and it just ended up getting to the point where I, I couldn't. I couldn't guess if there was one coming. I couldn't tell you when. Um, it would just blink of an eye. There I was. I couldn't breathe. And it was the same feelings. I, I experienced basically all my um, panic attacks the same way, but just at different times. And I couldn't I couldn't estimate it. Um, but they were happening every day. I would go out to my car, put something in my car. Bam couldn't stand, couldn't walk, couldn't speak, couldn't breathe. Um, and that was very rough because it, it plays into your whole mental state. Like you're exhausted afterwards. Um, you feel like you just feel like shit to be, to be honest. And, um, I didn't like talking about it. I tried to hide it, which also didn't help because, um, you know, you can't, you can't get any, any support or any help if you're, if you haven't actually expressed what you're experiencing. Um, and that partly just became, sorry, came from the fact that when I was trying to 
um, explain my experiences to someone that I was close with at the time, I was often um, turned a blind eye to and I felt like I was not being understood and that I was making it up and it wasn't all real, which in hindsight is such so bullshit. But what can I do? It's the past strong bitch now. Um, But as I mentioned, it comes differently and it, it can be explained differently as in anxiety itself. So for me, I'd had very, uh, a a really broad range of different triggers to begin with and they can be caused by a billion different reasons for each of us and that's up to us to do the work and it takes time. Like I still, to this day, will have a conversation or have someone say something or I see something and the heart's like, and I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) There's another one? Did we not already? I thought we dealt with this, but you know, the body's like, yeah, no, babe, no, we're not done. Um, so that's part of our own work to really become aware of them. But I did come across, I guess it's a summary, somewhat of a definition of anxiety, which resonated with, with me. So I hope it does a little bit for you as well. Um, but it says that anxiety overestimates the risk of a situation, but it underestimates our ability to cope with it, which is something that that hit home for me. So I hope that for you, you can kind of see, yeah, yeah, I can see how that, you know, sits into your experiences at the moment as well. But it's so important to understand that there are no limits to to the definition and the experiences of anxiety. So there are a few very common characteristics um, and the the response of anxiety itself is very similar to that of your stress response. So the the stress response that you might have, um, you know, the the very physiological. This is physiological sense um, I'm talking about. But you know that increase of heart rate. So you might feel the the heart chasing your your um, body temp will often increase so you you've got sweating you might have the sweaty palms or the cold feeling in your hands and your feet you've got all this blood rushing to like your periphery so you might end up getting quite tight um, if that's a prolonged state that you're in and then you've got the increased heart rate the blood pressure um you'll you'll often have a um you won't have as much blood flow to the gut because in a stress response, your your gut isn't the important thing. We're trying to get away from this this stressor. Um, but obviously, we are not in the ripe ages of um, running away from a lion. We are just dealing with day-to-day stresses. So that kind of response is not at all um, helpful or healthy for prolonged times um uh, but outside of that so that is the similar stress response so they're very stereotypical um experiences of anxiety or particularly when there's a peak in that 
Um, but then you've got the behavioral characteristics that you might um, notice in yourself or notice in another person. And that's things like overthinking, the, the need to people please. Um, you might have an inability to, to say no or say yes when is authentic to you. So you have a poor sense of boundaries within your life, whether that's, you know, relationships, work, um, study, things like that. You might be to um, ends of the spectrum of being the procrastinator or the over planner. So you can be on either end. Um, and then then also the, the panic attacks like I was experiencing. You could have poor sleep, a feeling of um, tiredness or lethargy. And like I said, that's because you've got <laughs> a racing heart all the bloody time. Um, or you could have outbursts of emotion, so anger or sadness or jealousy, those, you know, the freaking billions of different <laughs> um, feelings that you might experience, but you'll have an outburst, um, whether that's at yourself or at another person, but it feels almost uncontrolled. So they are probably the biggest ones um, in in reading all of those are actually things that I've personally experienced, but um, I, I believe are the most common amongst many of us as well. So um, that's something for you to be aware of. Um, so like I mentioned before, when you're doing your own work, part of that is noticing different signs within yourself. So you might have one very typical response that you'll have um, if you, if you're having a higher anxiety at a particular moment, uh, you might be experiencing all of these and more at the time, uh, sorry, at the moment. So that's another thing that, I mean, you're probably, you could be sitting here like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I already know. But if you're someone who doesn't, um, they're things just to be aware of. So if you feel like you're mind won't stop you can't get your thoughts to stop or you're screaming at this person all of a sudden for no real good reason just just have the moment have the awareness of hold on what could this mean for me um and of course you can have different triggers and different responses for those triggers so you might have a different one for a different response um, and you can have different causes for why you're having a flare up. I, I like to say flare up, but of your um, anxiousness or your anxiety at the moment. So these are, th there's so many, this could be hormonal imbalances. This could be a chemical imbalance within the brain. It could be just stresses that you have in your environment at the moment. It could be an overload to the senses, whether that's, um, verbally um that you're that you can hear in your environment um or your uh, through your eyesight you could have um previous trauma childhood trauma your work environment or your um requirements for work and then just general external factors like your relationships family um so on so they could be uh long term or they can be short term and each one will play differently um, as a result. 
So the main strategies that I would like to put forth to you, and these are all things that are very valuable to me because they're things that can adjust your physiology. So when I was saying you have that stress response, those physiological things that are going on within the body that you may not be uh, consciously aware of, these things can actually adjust your physiology and adjust how your body is responding to these stresses and that um, those feelings and emotions. So generally, we're talking mindfulness practices. So your mindfulness practices are things like meditation, yoga, um, breath work, if you're familiar with any of them. And they can take time. So (laughs) I was definitely, yoga is something that I fucking love now, but it took me a very long time to to fall in love with it. So um, don't feel like, oh, I tried meditation a few times and it didn't do shit. Probably because it's just, it's not quite right yet. That's, that's cool. That's fine. You've also got self-love practices and that is almost you trying to contradict the characteristics, uh, sorry, behavioral characteristics that I mentioned before. So that's like you practicing setting boundaries. It's being authentic to your yeses and nos. It's giving yourself permission to rest. Um, and things like that. It's it's you challenging your fears. Um, my first way when I really tried to dig myself out of my panic attack hole was I think I just got sick of my own shit. And so I just thought, you know what? Every time the feeling comes up, so every time there's a thought of doing something and it just makes me feel so terrified, I was just going to do it. If I didn't want to say that thing to someone because I was scared of what they'd say, I'd just say it. If I didn't want to do something because I thought I might look stupid, I'd just do it. And then, I don't know, I th- oh, the thought of doing that now sounds so not fun at all, but it it dug me out of a hole, you know, or at least started that process. So that's kind of your active self-love is contradicting those um, behaviors. You've got grounding techniques as well. So a few of them you may have seen before, like um, deep breathing. I would recommend if your anxiety is very high at the moment, I would start off doing, um, nasal breathing. So in through the nose, out through the nose. Um, this helps with that physiological state, you know, increasing the oxygen within the body and letting out more, um, carbon dioxide, which is actually something that raises all of those, you know, the, the blood pressure, the heart rate, um, decreases blood flow, etc. Um, you've also got your senses. So there's a technique of five, four, three, two, one. So that's when you're looking in the environment for things you can see, hear, feel, smell. And that's a very immediate way to, to cope with a, you know, an uprising, um, a feeling of anxiousness. Um, or you can do the opposite where instead of noticing it, you're actually introducing some. So, for example, lavenders or essential oils, um, st- cold. I know that feels, it, actually, it could feel very contradictory. Um, I used to, um, I couldn't deal with the cold. It would actually make my um, anxiety feel worse because to warm up, my heart rate would increase. So it felt like my chest was going to just like implode or explode on itself um but 
it actually physiologically does the opposite if you can um, appropriately manage your your breath um, or, or your thoughts. So things like cold showers, um, ice baths or a cold swim um, can actually be very helpful, but that might be something that's a little bit further down the track if you do already have a little bit of management and a, a, a handle onto your um, anxiety. Also then your gut health, so making sure that you're nourishing yourself with really nutritious foods and your physical activity. So being a personal trainer, of course, I want to tell you the most beneficial ways to do physical activities um, that can help you physiologically, um, especially if you've got some underlying health conditions as well, like um, PCOS and things. But physical activity in and of itself is going to make a difference to the physiology within the body. And of course, if you're um, really nourishing yourself with the right nutrients, as well they're all going to make a difference in how your body is going to respond and how you can then sorry excuse me create a much stronger relationship within yourself and an acceptance and love for what you are experiencing so that's like not trying to hide it or or run away from it it's actually really really looking your fears and your shit in the face and being like let's fucking go (laughs) like let's face you I am looking you dead in the eye you don't have the hook in me I have the hook in you now so I hope that some of that was helpful for you um, and resonated well with you I have a feeling I was talking really fast so I (laughs) I hope that you could keep up with that um but Thank you so much for listening. And if this is something that resonated with you, um, I know you probably hear it every time you listen to a podcast, but please share or send to someone that you think might really benefit from listening to this. Um, And otherwise, tune in next week for the next episode. And if you haven't already, catch up on my previous ones. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day.